Welcome to Truth, Lies, and Cover-Ups. I'm Tracy Brown, the fraud-busting body language expert. I've spent the last 20 years reading people, uncovering secrets hidden in plain sight to find the truth in crimes, politics, and billion-dollar business deals. And I want you to be able to tell whose pants are on fire, make better decisions, and build your bottom line as well. Get ready. Let's dive in. It's Tracy, and I am back again with another episode of Truth, Lies, and Cover-Ups with me, as always, Super Producer Alex. How are you? I'm I'm fantastic, and I'm still loving my name, Super Producer. Good. We're still waiting on our suggestions. They will come in. I haven't haven't gone to check them yet, if you want to know the truth, because I'm lazy that way. Yeah, but you are super, and you're a producer, so it works. I'm super lazy right now. Well, that's okay, too. Yeah. Yeah, every day. (laughs) What's up with you? Well, um, we got someone we got to talk to today. Oh, who's that? Marnie Hill Fodorero. What is that last name? Do I have to say it twice? Yes, you I do. think I got Just it right. Just to see if you can, because I don't F- think you can. Fodorero. Okay, that works. Yeah, yeah. So, and I'm assuming this is the tennis player with that blistering serve at like 160 miles an hour. Uh, no, that's Federer. Oh, yeah, it's different. Guy. Okay. <laughs> no, Marnie, he's so close on the food chain. I had to go there. Now, now this is super interesting because her husband unintentionally confessed that he'd been uh, taking the all the family's money. It was like, whoops! It slipped out. Kind of. Like autocomplete on the text, and I didn't mean to claim responsibility for all that. Uh, it was kind of like that, but it wasn't even on a text. It was <laughs> it was over it was over a pizza dinner, and she found out that he was not anybody that she thought he was. And this is years and years of that. And so, um, here's what's interesting about this is that she because well, most time when we interview folks, yeah. they're pretty well past their trauma. You would think, yeah. Uh, well, no, they they a lot of them are. And she is not. So she is in the thick of still clawing her way out to peace. And it is it's a pretty interesting interview to it's it's very it's very gripping. And um, and she's she's going to go over some of the red flags that that people should look for in their significant other. Everyone should should look for the entire idea of having to look for red flags with your significant other. Think about that for just a second. Like your significant other should be the last person you have to watch your butt with. That's the person you can trust and count on and be open with and all the other things. But to actually have to watch them for red flags. uh, I mean, this is a new generation for sure. Well, it is. And I think, you know, I think dating is all about finding the red flags ahead of time. And she um, she found them late. Yeah. Well, Well, let's hear what she has to say. I want to hear this story and how she went from. well, it was a family pizza dinner, so she went from pizza to finding peas. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my stupid pun as for finding peace, which is what she said uh, is what Tracy said that she was still. Peas and pizza do not go together pizza, in the same peas, meal. Yeah. Well, I mean mm-hmm. it's always hard going from pizza to vegetables. Nobody ever wants to do that. No, no, not not together. But anyway, let's just hear what Marnie has to say. It is fascinating. Let's do it. Hey, it's Tracy, and I am back with what I know is going to be another fantastic interview here on Truth, Lies, and Cover-Ups. I got a real doctor in the house. We got Dr. Marnie Hill Fodorero, and she has this story that's going to blow us away. So uh, she wrote this book, True Deceit, False Love, and uh, I think 
that's exactly what we have a case of here. So, uh, Marnie, um, you had a light bulb moment. You were married. You had a light bulb moment moment. And um, what what happened? Yeah, my light bulb moment was just, you know, um, when just a regular day, just out for pizza for dinner with uh, my then husband and one of our adult children. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I was just going along, sort of living the American dream, just ignoring red flags, but just plugging along in, in my life. Um, and uh, all of a sudden there was like an unintentional confession that my then husband made about needing to take all of our adult children's money from their bank account. Like we're talking over $12,000. And it was just bizarre to have this said to both of us. And it was almost like he was kind of waiting for our reaction to see if it would be like every other kind of uh, red flag, you know, that really should have drawn attention if we would just ignore it and just, you know, continue on. And and I actually kind of went radio silent. You know, I just was shocked. That was my light bulb moment. The straw that broke the camel's back, you know, it kind of illuminated years and years of financial abuse that I had endured, but just chose to ignore. Uh I was busy living my life. You know, Um, I was a high school special education teacher for 35 years, graduate school adjunct professor. I was raising two kids and living in this beautiful house in this beautiful neighborhood, not really realizing until after, you know, everything hit the fan that I was really living in a false reality. But my light bulb moment happened over pizza one night. And actually it, even though I didn't say anything uh, and even the adult child was a little confused, like, Oh, okay. If you, if you needed all my money for our family, you know, uh, okay. I mean, they were kind of shocked and confused as well because, you know, that was hard earned money in addition to just gifts for, you know, their sure. child. Now, now how did this, how did this, were you just eating pizza? Like, well, how, well, how did it lead up to that moment of, hey, I'm going to take all your money or, or, or I, I need all your money? There was no lead up. It was just, we were, you know, having a regular conversation and, you know, and it was just like, well, I need to tell you both that, you know, I, 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 and, and basically was even directing the conversation to the adult child saying, I needed to go into your bank account and, and take all of your money. Okay. So, 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 so this happened. And then, and then, and, and then I will say that the, the day after or a couple days after, um, I was physically assaulted by my then husband oh. you know, for the first time and threatened you know, don't you dare divorce me. And if Mm -hmm. you divorce me, I'll take your home, your money and your children. And he proceeded to do that and more. Um, But I was kind of shoved up to the wall and I was silenced, scared to death, even though I had never talked about divorce ever and, and didn't say anything. But it was like my light bulb moment went on and, and he knew that I knew. And it was almost like the game was up. Got it. Okay. So you said it all, you ignored all the red flags because, because basically he bankrupted you is what happened. Um, Oh, beyond that and more, that and more. Right. And so what were all these red flags? Like you get married, everything's going good. 
And then what what starts to happen? How does this because it kind of snowballed a little bit, didn't it? Or like tell yes. us about how that how that goes. Well, yes, and and I didn't file for divorce until after 27 years. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are many men and women that find themselves in this situation. Oh, sure. Part of it is, you know, the loving targeted individual who ends up being the victim, um, you know, relinquishes various duties and and oftentimes it is kind of the finances, the family finances. Well, yeah. And, and that's, so, and that's kind of a normal thing. Like one person kind of does this, the other, like, right, like, like my right. husband mows the lawn. I don't, I don't mow the lawn to his standards. Right. So, so he <laughs> mows the lawn. Right. But um, so, so I get how that can happen, but what, what were these red flags that kept coming? Well, you know, one red flag should have been before we were married mm -hmm. because um, he took out a huge home equity loan for our wedding to oh. have, and actually took control of planning the entire wedding um, down to everything, the catering, the the flowers, the, the just everything. He controlled all of that and but took out a home equity, a home equity credit or whatever from, you know, this home that he owned well and yeah well have a, have that a was actually on, a red flag that was a red flag before we were married while we were married there were a number of different red flags that i ignored one big one is that he would have me go to the bank with three or four credit cards and take out money from one get cash which i'm sure has a higher interest rate than just charging something oh yeah and it's 28 percent sometimes Right. And then transferring that to another account and taking money from this account and transferring it to that. And this ended up being a regular thing. It started out small. Oh, just do it one time. I'm in a bind. I just didn't make the deadline. Please, you know, I'm busy at work, which I found out it, he was busy with a lot of other things as well. Um, but, you know, I think that started out small. And then little by little, you know, he realized I would follow through with this kind of money manipulation, even though it was all of his and, 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 and then I needed to get cash for him. So that was one thing that was a red flag. Another was that I was gaslit to sort of believe that I wasn't smart enough to handle finances, even mm -hmm. though I have a doctorate degree and I, you know, I'm a successful educator and, you know, I am pretty confident individual. I was slowly gaslit to believe that, I didn't have the abilities, you know, um, certainly not as great as his. Mm -hmm. And so I would relinquish things. In fact, I wasn't allowed to have a checking account at one time. Whoa. And then there was allowance. And, and actually, I, I couldn't believe when I finally convinced him that, yeah, I want to have a checking account. Don't worry, I'll only use it for groceries. Um, so this but, guy's a master manipulator and you're and, and you're like slowly going along with it, which can totally happen. It's not it. This happens to super smart people. Yes, it really does. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, you kind of are assured by them that, you know, I have our family's best interest and that kind of thing. Another big thing was with our our two now adult children. Um, his side of the family would give savings bonds for holidays, you know. Okay, uh, yeah. 
milestones, whatever. My family never, I didn't even know what a savings bond was sure, because that wasn't anything I was ever exposed to. Somehow he had planned all sorts of things because he put, you, you have to put one adult's name on with the child and he would always have my name put on there. And I thought that is really weird. Why would my name, this is all from his side of the family, mm-hmm. you know, parents, you know, cousins, aunts, uncles, that kind of thing. Um, and so then he would organize these savings bonds and right when you would be able to cash them in just for the face value, not making any money, right? would have me go to the bank and cash them in a oh. stack of them, and then give him the money. And so he said, you know, there's no reason to keep these for a long term. You know, our kids could use the money now for different things. Now, and- now what is he spending the money on? Are y'all having a lavish lifestyle? What's his job situation? What's going on? I I have I had at that time no idea. I have some inkling now that I what were almost a decade away that, you know, um, well, there, there are things that are are not what he said, so they are not necessarily for our family. And I believe in general, people have addictions or or they're very secretive. They want to stockpile money. Yeah. What do you think um, he was doing though? I I really don't know. I really because usually it's like gambling, drugs, maybe a second family, that yes. kind of stuff. What all of the above? Oh, all of the above. All of the above are possibilities. Um, <clears throat> I, you know, um, I really don't know, Uh, but I certainly know that there was no reason with my good salary as a, as a teacher and his double my salary um, that we would have been in some of the situations that I later found out that we were in, but, but some more red flags, just, you know, the savings bonds was, was something that, that was just kind of shocking. And that was all turned around after I filed for divorce and we were in court mm-hmm. where, where he said, well, and, and, and my wife chose to cash all the children's savings bonds and keep all the money for herself. Well, that wasn't, that was a lie. That sure. wasn't it, what was happening at all. Mm-hmm. So, so that was one of the red flags. He always had to have the top of the line luxury vehicle. Mm-hmm. And, and I drove a family vehicle, which was, you know, never kept up with mm-hmm. oil changes or, or, tires or whatever, you know, something I should have done more, but you know, it's because his position, he needed to look a certain way and, and drive a fancier mobile. So that was something. Now, what was his purported job? Um, I'd rather not say. Okay. Um, fair enough. I'd, fair enough. I'd rather not say, um, but he was definitely in the public eye. Mm-hmm. I will okay. Say Had a, a definite mask false persona that he would wear because he acted one way out in public portraying a certain image mm-hmm. and then very different behind closed oh, doors. Oh, so he was in politics. Got it. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, aren't all of these people, right? You know, in one way or another. But but um but no, I wouldn't say, you know, tr- traditional politics. No. Sure, sure. Um, another thing that was a red flag is, you know, we would get these offers in the mail from banks that would come with a whole fold out of blank checks that mm-hmm. you 
Right. He would save those and write blank checks to himself all the time. Oh, wow. I didn't know anybody really used those. Right. I would be like, why are we needing to do this? Well, it's a great deal and don't worry, I'll pay it off. But that was a, a very regular activity of his is to take those kind of checks. Also, there wow. were- Well, out. hang on. So so note to listeners, those are never a good deal. No. <laughs> never no. a good deal. No, it was just shocking that, mm-hmm. that he needed to do that. But that was a regular practice of mm-hmm. his to, to wait until those those offers came in the mail with all these blank checks and and he would write all these checks to himself and and, to, and sometimes- Now, have- now what, what's going on in your relationship as, like as this- unfold are you thinking okay situation normal this is kind of how we do things in the family or like what are you thinking? i didn't know any better Uh i didn't know any better and and i really thought you know because i was i was love bombed uh there was a lot of intermittent reinforcement you know i stayed for a long time so there were times that i felt were good and and truthful but there were so many things that were not I felt, I guess I just got, how I look at it is I got very busy in my full-time career as mm-hmm. a teacher. And then I was an adjunct university professor. I mm-hmm. earned my doctorate during this time. I was busy raising, you know, the two children mm-hmm. with their activities. I mean, I was a lector at church. I was volunteering. You know, I I just feel like I got myself so busy that I really ignored that that, you know, I was dealing with a malevolent, you know, person who I just didn't believe that. And and I think I projected mm-hmm. my goodness, my belief in honesty. And, you know, we're in this together and we work together onto someone who didn't have those same values. So I am at fault. I am at fault for not taking responsibility, being involved in the finances and relinquishing that I'm at fault for ignoring a lot of these red flags, including, you know, the maxed out credit cards that, you know, it was almost, and then he would only pay the minimum. He would never never pay more. And I would be like, shouldn't we at least pay $10 more or, you know, a hundred dollars more? No, no, we don't do it that way. We just pay minimum and, and then he would keep on getting more and more credit cards. Oh my goodness. Well, this, this similar situation um, happened to a very, very good friend of mine who's super smart and she was in very, very similar situation. Um, And it was so uh, profound when she went to, she didn't know any of it was going on when she, she knew his credit card was maxed out and they kept their finances separate. And she has declined to come on my podcast. However, she uh, did allow me to use her story in my uh, TV series pilot that um, that we filmed. And um, it it's it's so common. And, and I mention it in my keynotes over the last little bit that I've been talking about it. Let's say three years, several pe- women have come up to me and said this this happened to me. This happened right. to me. And um, with my friend, she's like, wow, he maxed out his credit card. She's like, I'm just going to pay that off and get rid of him. And I'm like, great, good. Then right. she call- she calls me back uh, a week later and she goes, Tracy, it is so much worse. I was like, what, <laughs> what happened? Right. She goes, the home equity line of credit is maxed out, $100,000. The yeah. kids' college funds are 
empty. There's fifty six dollars in in that. Uh, and I will tell you, there are things that we can talk about that I found out afterwards, and it involves the home equity line of credit. It involves money, thousands of dollars that I put into investments for our children for yep. college funds mm-hmm. or wedding or house or whatever they wanted completely depleted, but little by little over many, many years. And, you know, it took some forensic support and and going to the banks on a weekly basis, meeting with mm-hmm. some top people to really uncover the, the, the deceit that actually had been taking place for many, many years. I mean, I just, so, so your friend went through that and it it happens to a lot of women, but I will say, I know it happens to men as well, because um, I know of someone who is no longer a friend of mine, but was married for, you know, over a decade and she controlled the couple's finances. Mm -hmm. And she even admitted to me, I should have realized if she's lying, other people at some point she'll be lying to me i mean sure, i yeah. realized that as well mm-hmm. but she was extorting him and 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 hiding money and maybe having another life who knows but you know so so this can happen to men as well oh you know, interesting and- i never th- i mean i thought about it but i didn't really think about it oh it, it happens means- to men a lot sure yeah well sure. with my friend her husband was a um, CFO. That was his job. And she's like, yeah. he knows the money and she's a creative type. And so she yeah. was like, all right, this is cool. And uh, she found they were 450,000 underwater and she didn't, she did not know it until she right. went in for, uh, to split things up when they were right divorcing. Yeah. And, and mine is beyond that. I mean, oh, really? Numbers, oh, man. The numbers are beyond that. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable. You know, and just the final red flag that's just coming to my mind, and partly because I'm a creative type, mm-hmm. um, he would never allow, and that should tell you just that word well, alone. Allow, there's a lot of allow, allowing going on. Allow. He would yeah. never allow home repairs. So like, for example, when, you know, we, we, we bought a new home Mm -hmm. that was the kind where you pick out your grout color and everything, you see it being built from, Mm -hmm. you know, in this gorgeous little neighborhood, it was a dream home. I thought that we would, I would live there forever. I was told for 10 years, it was completely paid off, Mm -hmm. totally shocked. It was not, but like a cabinet would fall down and he would say, well, we're, we just don't have the money to fix that cabinet or whatever. And then another cabinet fell down or whatever in the kitchen. And so I got creative and, and looked on magazines and, and did an open kitchen look. You know, oh my gosh. It, Cause the kitchen was falling in. And so you decided on an open kitchen. Yeah. I would have an open kitchen and I would, uh-huh. I would be creative with all these things that you would think someone would repair some things, but mm-hmm. That was not in the budget to do. So that's another kind of red flag when your house could be falling apart yet, you know, and you know, there's money, but there's no money to to take care of some basics mm-hmm. yet. Yet he's going around tipping everyone. I mean, even even if we stayed at a hotel on a trip, he would give lavish tips to the, the housekeeping staff. And I mean, it was just like just trying to portray the image that he's, you know, a big spender. Well, yeah. And that's exactly what my friend ran into. It's, it's all image. It's, it's all image. image. And uh, not long after she paid off his credit card and they were, they were split up for some reason, 
she still had access to see what was on the card and he, it was maxed out again. Like, yes, and, right, right. Um, yeah, they, they're obsessed with money and they're obsessed with money manipulation. Mm-hmm. And even when you escape it and then the light bulb goes on even more when you realize so many things you thought were, um, you know, one way were completely another way. Mm-hmm. And, and and then even afterwards, they continue. Like, for example, I filed for divorce in 2013 and my abuser is still taking me to court. I'm still in court oh. with my abuser, um, even though the divorce was final a couple years after I filed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all about money. But the thing is, they're not honest with their their petitions, their very bad faith petitions with money, money numbers, chaotic and confusing. Yeah, and, shell game. And, mm-hmm. Oh my God, it's um, it's it's just um, and of course you have to respond to it, and they love that. They love court. They love knowing that you're having to dish out another ten thousand plus dollars mm-hmm. to, to try to make sense of the of the rigmarole. And most of these abusers win in court because they are so convincing by their spreadsheets, you know, their mm-hmm. master spreadsheet makers, but the, you know, they're calm, cool, and collected where the victims are just like, Oh my gosh, this happened to me. Please know the truth. Yeah. You're playing defense. Yeah. And I think they just wear you out. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they even wear out the lawyers. I have actually gone through 15 lawyers mm-hmm. oh. in my divorce where he has had his one, which is a criminal lawyer, mm-hmm. a, you know, criminal in many senses. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, because I, I haven't been able to, you know, the, the one lawyer, another, one lawyer will say, well, I know you don't have any more money to pay me. So I'm, I'm bowing out. You'll have to figure it out on your own. And that's part of what happens. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the fees just rack up and rack up and, you know, the victims are just trying for equal justice. I don't want to take anything from him. I, I just want it like, just don't take from me illegally. So then, so then what changes have you made as a result of this? Like in your, cause are you remarried right now? No, no, I'll never no. get married. You're, okay. You're done with that. Okay. Got it. Never, okay, but, never. Okay. So, so you're living somewhere tropical that is yeah. awesome sounding. Yeah, yeah. So I made a big move from the Chicago suburbs after I retired from my career. I mean, he took everything from me. He followed through with his promise. He took the house, um, which still we're, we're in debt over 50,000 mm-hmm. in that house where he refuses to pay that. I paid it for a long time until one of these collection agencies said, ma'am, what are you doing? Like this money isn't going to anywhere and your your ex-husband isn't paying a dime. And, you know, so what are you doing? So I finally, you know, stopped that. And of course, my credit's completely ruined and all mm-hmm. of that. But um, but yeah, I, I luckily I didn't lose my health mm-hmm. and I didn't lose my job. Um, so I'm very fortunate that I had a job um, and, and have a pension coming in. Okay. Uh, even though that is all trying to be taken and manipulated, mm-hmm. you know, with whatever chaos mm-hmm. is trying to do. And I did lose the adult children to parental alienation, even the adult child who had the 12,000 stolen. Um, and, and who, and then later on that parent said, you know, thank you for lending me $12,000 when that wasn't, you don't 
Uh-huh. There, there was never ask. It was yeah. it was taken. So so what changes have you made as a result of this? So so I've made changes in where I live. I I tried to get thousands and thousands of miles away from the abuser, mm-hmm. you know, um, in an undisclosed location, which he was able to find out. Um, you know, just to get away from that, but also to just live more authentically in touch with nature. I had kind of a spiritual awakening at a garage sale. I wrote this book, God Came to My Garage Sale, Uh because really I was looking back at my home instead of being negative, sad, angry, revengeful, which that's not even an emotion I, you know, have, mm-hmm. I was just filled with love and gratitude that, huh. you know, I, I was just thankful that I, I had what I had and, and that I was smart enough and strong enough to get the courage to escape this abuser. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was filled with love. And I did have some spiritual miracles that, that I wrote about um, in this book. And that kind of gave me my writing voice um, it gave me the courage to speak up because, you know, you do live in fear of the repercussions of what, um, you know, the threats, whether sure. they're, you know, you're just so afraid of what they will do. They're they're capable. And then we read statistics every week in the newspaper of a spouse murdering another. And, you know, I wouldn't put it past. I mean, I, you know, I was huh. unable to get an order of protection renewed. I I have a real sincere concern for my safety. Uh-huh. The courts don't care. They, 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 I don't see that there's there's um, a lot of support. And even if you do have that piece of paper, mm-hmm. you know, if someone wants to take you out, they'll take you out, you mm-hmm. know, either themselves or by proxy or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're dangerous people that we're dealing sure. with. Now, what other so, changes have you made? Some other changes are that I, I really paid off debts little by little. Like, Mm -hmm. so I, at one point, I still had to teach for another couple of years, which I really enjoyed, but Mm -hmm. it was a lot of work. Took on, continued the adjunct professor work, took on a few other jobs, tutoring, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever I could do, um, borrowing money. That's one thing I had to borrow money from friends and family for years that now almost 10 years later, I'm getting to the point where most everything has kind of paid off. Okay. You know, I, I whittled away at the credit cards. I, I did take a financial course that was offered at a church with MZ and, and that I didn't follow that program exactly. Exactly. But it motivated me to when I had ten dollars, put it in an envelope, put it away. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I ate less. uh, So I lost a lot of weight, but I I ate less. I I had garage sales, Mm -hmm. sell things, although you don't really make money from that. Yeah, no. So so I made changes in that regard. You know, I I closed out as soon as I could pay off one of these credit cards and many were credit cards I never even knew about. Like I had no idea that our home was in foreclosure or that we, that I would be responsible for all of these things and mm-hmm. that he would put 95% of our assets into his name. I mean, it, over a long period of time, I was just mind, mind blown. So I, I just did the grassroots little by little every day chipping away. Yeah. At, that's, That's impressive. That That's had. hard to do. That's hard to and, do. And I I was, it took a long time, but it took a lot of work. And, and then, you know, it, it, my children were not in my life. They were, they're adults at the time. And, you know, they still aren't in my life. Um, 
so in some ways, you know, I had the time to do these extra jobs to be able to to keep socking away. One thing I did, I'm still traumatized with money. I have to admit that mm-hmm. even if I have money and I have enough to buy whatever I want at, at, at the farmer's market mm-hmm. here at the Caribbean, I still get very nervous about money. I'm very traumatized. No, financially. I can tell you've, you're not clear on this, like for sure. Yeah. 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 So, but I also, um, you know, met a wonderful person who's a life partner of mine now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he has provided a lot of the kind of safety needs, the shelter, mm-hmm. the food, that type of thing. Um, and and I know I'm dealing this time because I really had to learn to put up boundaries. That's mm-hmm. a big change, too, is to decide who you want to let in your life and who you keep in your life. And mm-hmm. and you might realize that some people you thought were had your back really didn't you know it starts to open your eyes that not Mm -hmm. everything that you see is reality Mm -hmm. so there was a lot of just depending on myself but you know just continuing to take care of myself and live in love and Mm -hmm. and decide okay i have my values of honesty goodness you know compassion Mm -hmm. forgiveness i don't want to blow all those values out of the water i want to continue to role model for my adult children that, yeah, we can be handed horrific situations, things that no one should have to deal with, but how we choose to respond to them is a testament to our strength and our courage. Mm -hmm. It is, it is for sure. And getting, getting scrappy and figuring it out and starting to, you know, learn things that you're not good at. Um, and, and a lot of times with with narcissistic uh like bordering on like sociopath type behavior you don't if you haven't seen it if you haven't grown up with it you don't know what it is when you bump into it for sure and um you know i had a i had a business partner for a long time who was that way i didn't know you know and and it's it's difficult when you're in the middle of it um yeah but it's so important tracy to mm-hmm. do the inner work and look back at it your is. Own. Mm -hmm. at your own family of origin. And you might realize, and I realized that I was dealing with very similar, you know, abusive, toxic individuals. And so, you know, I knew my parents had a very rough divorce. Mm -hmm. You know, my mom did not fare well as a result. But now that I've been through it with my own adult life, I can look back and say, wow, there were some intergenerational patterns there and I had to put up some healthy boundaries, even with family, mm-hmm. but it's so important to do the inner work to, to understand why are you an overgiver? Why are you a people pleaser? Why do you allow things that you know aren't right to continue for years and years and years and years? You have to do that inner work and make some changes and I had to do that. And and yeah, I had to get uncomfortable with things like finances. You know, mm-hmm. I have my own checking account. And, and you know, even though I'm traumatized with it, I really am, am doing the best I can. I don't just ignore it and throw it in the drawer. And oh, yeah, now, I have to deal with it. Now, do you think that there will be a time when you can go to the farmer's market and be like, oh, there's a mango for six dollars i want i'm gonna be okay if i get that yeah you know i I, i'm i i don't think i'm totally there yet Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but there's such lovely people that i i have met here on my island i'm in the u.s virgin islands okay 
in St. Croix and, and they're hardworking people that are selling their wares, their fruits, mm -hmm. sure. their, that type of thing. All very reasonable. I have come to re to to realize that they're not out to get me and to to steal from me Bingo. and to over, and overcharge me. Mm -hmm. And so um, I can't say that for every business on the island, um, <laughs> but I can definitely say at the farmers market I've made some beautiful connections, and uh -huh. people have met me because of my books. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, um, especially the God came to my garage sale. My five book series, True Deceit, False Love, is not anything that's held. I mean, it's really doing very well, prominently endorsed, addresses all this family trauma. Mm -hmm. I've got a sixth book in the series that I'm finishing up for next year. Okay. And I think the topic will be on kind of exposing financial abuse and what mm -hmm. does that look like? For just to give more resources and tools to people that might find themselves in this, you know, kind of domestic violence situation. Totally. Alienation. Totally. So now, now so, where can people get your books? Are they on Amazon or on your website? Yeah. Or, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, all my books are on Amazon, Barnes okay. and Noble. My publisher is uh, Balboa Press, which is a division of Hay House. Okay. If money is tight for people, you know, the e-versions are under $4. Okay. You know, the books are all reasonably priced, but I'm not on social media or anything. And that's just another, I, I, I stay away from that kind of, you know, traumatized in general. Um, but I do have a website I keep up to date and it's the name of my spiritual fiction. So www dot God came to my garage sale dot com. Got it. There you can find out about my books and my events, my speaking engagements, book signings, you know, just um, I highlight a lot of other people. In fact, you can scroll through my happening section and I very often highlight other people, mm -hmm. influencers, podcasters, authors that talk about financial abuse, mm -hmm. among other things, you know, uh, learning that your spouse has another family, sure, you know, secret mm -hmm. family, uh, learning about, you know, some of the tricks that they pull because mm -hmm. um, they're very secretive. You know, in fact, you know, even our children when they were younger would, would call the other parent the secret agent man oh wow you know? well and, there's a... and, and that should have been bingo like why are they coming up with something like that yeah for sure you know, well you know what you know what marnie you're it sounds like you're you're on the path to healing in in, yeah. in, a, in more than a few steps down the road so um congrats i know how difficult that is and um here's a big high five for you for thank you you know yep, I'm, so, there. I'm getting there yeah yeah you're getting there and that's and that's all um all you can do is just get there. Right. And sometimes it takes longer than others. So, um, so it's, uh, God came to my garage sale.com make, and can people get in touch with you there if they, if they want, or I have a contact page, but you know, I don't, I have disclaimer. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a counselor. Got I'm it. Just, okay. I'm don't just, call uh, Marnie. She'll don't, call no. you. <laughs> don't, you know, I'm just, a um, someone who was a victim who acknowledged the victim situation, but chose not to live in victimhood. I've chose to survive and then go on to thrive. I, I am choosing happiness in my life. And, and 
even though I do have a lot to deal with all of this, um, the writing has been extremely therapeutic. It's mm -hmm. kind of like I'm, I've gotten a lot of the pain and trauma out of my physical body and onto a page. Yes. Not to tell all, you know, I'm very careful not to disparage anyone, you know, or slander anyone. That's not what I'm about. I'm about bringing awareness so other men and women that find themselves in this situation can see how one person handled this got and it that could could help them i the this part of the healing is, and the self-actualization is actually getting to the point where you can you know help others mm -hmm. while exactly. you have gotten to a certain level of healing mm -hmm. and that's exactly what you're doing so uh marnie thank you so much for coming yeah. on truth lies and cover-ups best of luck to you well thank you so much and thanks for your wonderful platform and you know, acknowledging that this can happen at a personal level. It's not just big time truth mm -hmm. lies. Thanks for joining me. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it. I'll see you next time.